This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. Views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the station, its staff management, or news department. Welcoming to the program, probably, I would imagine for the last time, Sheriff David Harder. Welcome to the program, Dave. You there, well, Dave? Thank you for the invite. Oh, there, there you are. <laughs> oh, geez, it's gosh. I'm thinking back how long we've known each other. I mean, seriously. I, I mean, <laughs> it's I, you make it look old, you know. Well, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I, I have in front of me on the internetio thing. Sheriff Harder joined the Broome County Sheriff's Office in 1964. He was Broome County's first warrant officer as well as the county's first narcotics officer. Did you learn anything since 1964, Dave? Uh, Well, yes. It's uh, been quite the change over the years and the way things are done. Oh, absolutely. Um, Now, you became sheriff when? 98? no, 98 is when I ran. I actually became sheriff uh, January 1st, 1999. Oh, okay. Um, still, we're talking, you know, 23 years. 24. 23 Six years. elections. <laughs> Four years apart. But, but, <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah, oh, man. But even, not even talking back to the 1960s, 1970s, but just the, the past, I want to even say five, ten years, there has been such an enormous change in law enforcement um, that couldn't have been anything that you would have imagined, even when you launched your first run for sheriff, let alone when you were you know, in the detective division and all that. What would you say was, is, I mean, this is going to be kind of tying you down unexpectedly because we don't rehearse any of this stuff. But what do you think is the most significant change to the job that you have seen that, uh, that it maybe is the most challenging of, of anything that's been thrown at you? Well, I think the bail reform is a huge one. Uh, that's one. And then the HALT Act and the jail is the other. Uh, the bail reform, you know, you, you arrest the same people over and over and over, and they keep turning them loose, turning them loose. And those and then, those uh, are both fairly recent things that came down the pike. That's not something from over the decades. That's those are both fairly recent. Uh, yeah, they're the biggest changes. You know, In the Hall Act you can't uh, punish inmates anymore. Uh, they can get away with whatever they want. And because of that, we have more fights and uh, disorderly problems in the jail because of it. No, the don't... people that come up with these uh, legislative changes really don't know what's going on. They don't even look into it. It just sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. These Now, you had announced retirement a few times, and then the situations presented themselves where you gave it a second thought and back, backed away from retirement. But this stuff was not even in the pipe then when you were considering you know, at first considering your retirement, and even in this latest, uh, which is obviously actually going to happen, your retirement, these weren't even factors to play into your decision to say, you know, I'm, it, I, I've am i served my time. No, they didn't. Uh, in fact, uh, after the first of the year, uh, going into 2022, I wrote a letter to the chairman of the, uh, the Republican Party 
advising him that I was no longer going to run for office. And that way other candidates can line up to run. Now, with you, you and I were both laughing that we're no spring chickens. Um, at your age, I'm trying to put this delicately. That's, I'm 80 years old if you're trying to find out how old. No, 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 no. I'm just saying at your <laughs> age, how how common is this for somebody to still be the head of a law enforcement division, especially a county um, law enforcement division, the size of Broome County, or smaller or larger. How common is it for somebody that is uh, as old as you to still be riding the horse? Well, it's, it's not common. I mean, there are other sheriffs in the state that have served a number of years, uh, started earlier than I did in serving those years. But, uh, yeah, I have to say that I'm probably one of the oldest ones in the state at this time, if not the oldest. What went into your decision to finally say this is it? I'm 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 not I'm doing it for sure. I'm retiring. What was the the final final call on it? Uh, the family was a big decision. Uh, you know, after 58 years here in the sheriff's office, uh, it was time to move on. Uh, I'm getting a little tired myself. Uh, let somebody else come in with new ideas, new ways of doing things, a change. One thing that I find kind of puzzling, I find a lot of things puzzling. <laughs> one so did I. <laughs> but nobody ever asks me. But one of the things that I find kind of puzzling is that anybody can run for sheriff. That you Correct. don't have to be even a nodding acquaintance with law enforcement. Well, hopefully on the right side of the law anyway. But you don't even have to be in law enforcement to to be a sheriff, and it's an elected position. Uh, and to me, that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, you've been in politics for a very long time, and you know, dyed-in-the-wool Republican. Um, what what do you make of the whole thing as the fact that the sheriff is an elected position? Why is it an elected position? Maybe you can explain this to me. Well, I think it's, it's great that the, the sheriff is elected because – the people of the community get to choose who the high, uh, highest-ranking law enforcement officer in their county is. They don't get a chance to say who the chief of police is. It's a, the chief of police is appointed by the mayor. Here, the public has the right. If the sheriff's not doing his job, they can eliminate him in the next election. So it is, I think it's a great thing. As far as who are the qualifications, the sheriffs have argued for years that there should be qualifications, that you should have law enforcement. But, the, again, the uh, wise people of Albany uh, don't go along with that idea. Hmm. I had an interview earlier this year with the New York State Controller, and it was kind of the same deal that Thomas DiNapoli was kind of a wink and a nod, but he was right forthcoming about saying that he is not a financial dude. He's not an investor, you know, investment banker or anything like that. He says he was just a, he knows how to hire the right people. And that attributes his success to that is the fact that he has the right people behind him. The, the, the thing is, we have not had to worry about having somebody in the sheriff's office that doesn't have law enforcement credentials. Is that correct? Uh, correct. All the sheriffs that have served before had, had some kind of a 
law enforcement. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I I can remember only back to Gino D'Angelo. Um, oh, I go back farther back. I go back to <laughs> Gino. I go back to Rufo. Uh, Sheriff Andrews and Sheriff Perez. I'm trying to think. They're the ones I served under four sheriffs. I think I'm trying to think if I I dealt with Rufo or not. I I remember Gino most vividly. Um, I got to ask kind of a poison pen question. Uh, okay. <laughs> We, the, I've been around the block. We just made no secret out of the fact on the air that I've been here 40 years, four zero years. Um, and my dealings with law enforcement in my job, it's always been kind of a, not a love-love relationship. Um, I think the media reporters love police more than police love the media. Um, what is your take in your years especially when you were talking about, you know, being in, in the 1960s with that whole public upheaval and anti-police sentiment, and it goes in ebbs and waves. How has the media played a role in how law enforcement is received, and how is the relationship these days with law enforcement and the media? Well, years ago, we had a good relationship with them. Uh, we called them out on Many things are going on. You don't really have news media anymore. Nobody comes out with anything. Reporters aren't even from the area. Look at the newspapers published in Rochester. Yeah. The news is old. There's nothing local. Grab a paper back in the 60s and 70s and compare it to today's paper. There's nothing. It's a huge difference. Uh, nowadays, the news media wants to find negativity. Everything negative they can to do with law enforcement. And it's, so it's, it's caused sour grapes. Have we caused some of our own problems? Yes, we have. But we like to straighten them out, too. And, and it's a good profession. It really is. And uh, there's only a small percentage that draw it down, and that's what the news media looks at, just to keep pushing, pushing, saying you're, you're bad, you don't do anything right, and we do. We work hard. Everybody works hard in this, in this uh, organization. Well, it can be a good cooperative relationship as well. Um, you know, like I said, you and I have worked together for a lot of years, so that's full disclosure about where I'm coming from on this. But it's like if there is a, a crash or an incident, it behooves law enforcement to you know talk to the media at the very least. But what we've found is you've found your relationship with the media change. We've found, to some extent, as we have dwindling numbers of people in our newsrooms, that a lot of law enforcement agencies are basically telling their people not to talk to the media at all, which doesn't serve the public all that much as, as public safety if you're not telling the media to get out information that is pertinent and uh, could actually be a safety issue. I mean, push comes to shove when it's something serious, like we're talking about a huge incident or a law enforcement activity that shut down a street or something, then obviously there is the the hand-in-hand cooperation that there has been. But as far as the sharing of information, and some of that was legislated down from Albany, as you said before, with the governor's office saying that we couldn't publish uh, mugshots and a bunch of other information wasn't allowed to be disclosed to the media anymore. Yeah, you know, Kathy, just to add to it, though, I've seen reporters write the stories wrong, get the names mixed up. Uh, I knew uh, one case, uh, a newspaper reporter, who wrote this story about an arrest I made. And when I got done, I looked at it and I said, 
that's not how that went. So I called that reporter up, and he said, well, I had to come up with something to finish the article. Mm-hmm. He made something up. Mm-hmm. That's sad. And it gives the rest of us a bad, bad reputation as well. Um, well, see, that's what happened when I said about law enforcement. One officer does something wrong, and they take it out on everybody. Right. Well, it, it's really been, uh, for you, it has to have been a fulfilling career, but also a, a, a stressful and a, a tenacious walk down the path as well. I mean, dedication to protecting public safety is first and foremost, but you're out there in the under the microscope the whole time, and being as many years in office as you have been, and obviously you've been doing something right. You keep getting reelected. <laughs> you know, um, maybe I should do something wrong for a change. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but I mean that that says something to the dedication to to serving a community. It's it's definitely not self serving if you've managed to make it through this this far do you have any advice for the um the republican or the democrat that ends up you know moving into your office in a few months well the only advice i can give is to work hard and work for the public and the agency itself remember this is the sheriff's office and what you do is how the people out there are going to think about you as well the officers that are out there so just work hard at it Try and do the best you can. And that's what I try to do. Have I made mistakes? Certainly. And uh, I always try to correct them. But for the most part, I think I worked hard and and, uh, done the best I could for the public. And I... Hopefully uh, they accept me. I think that's why they elected me six times. Maybe. <laughs> Might have had something to do with it. But I tell you, you have you definitely over the past couple of years faced things that you had never possibly thought about lockdowns and pandemics. And, you know, it's not just your job to protect the public, but also the boys and girls that are at Hotel Broom, um, the correctional facility. You also have to protect the safety of those people as well. Um, whether they have or have not done what they've been accused of, they have a fall under your your wing of protection as well, and that had to have been a challenge over the past couple of years. It is. I mean, I've you know I've got groups that are protesting all the time. They complain about the medical care. They complain about this and that. So when you try to do the best you can, then they turn around and say you're you're overstepping the way people are being treated uh, health wise. There's nobody ever satisfied. Mm. Let's put it that way. And it's a tough job. And my job is to, to keep at least f- almost 500 people on a daily basis in the best of health I can around here. I've got 350 inmates. I've got uh, 300 employees working here. And uh, I have to think of them also, not just the people that they think on the street. In the last few seconds that we've got, what do you plan to do uh, first day uh, when you've packed all the boxes and you're not going back not going into the uniform, not heading back down to town of Dickinson. What uh, what, what are the plans for day one? Uh, look for another job, uh, okay. a part-time job. I don't want to be full-time and uh, spend more time with my wife and uh, the grandkids. You, you want to come do some news at 2.30 in the morning? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, come on, Dave. Jeez. <laughs> well, the best of luck to you. Thank you so much for being my guest today. You're welcome, and thanks for the opportunity. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Planet Pre-Owned has 